Hello everybody, this is Aaron West, and you're about to hear me and Michael Hutchins talk about a lot of Criterion stuff. We get caught up uh, with the October announcements, November announcements, Reactive Arda, and we talk about a whole, whole bunch of stuff in a relatively short amount of time. Uh, this was intended to be a quick episode, uh, really I think you'll hear Wes joke about uh, doing it in one take. And uh, we did. Uh, what we didn't expect to happen is that the day after we recorded this, the New York Times article uh, went up about Criterion and, uh, and black directors. And then a, a few days later, another article went up, uh, uh, I guess, asking for uh, people to submit uh, suggestions for black filmmakers to be in the collection. And so we didn't want that, to, we didn't want this episode to go out without that being addressed. I've since uh, put out a video with some of my thoughts, and then I also talked about some black stories on Criterion uh, currently, some documentaries, some f fiction, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well as the New York Times articles. Um, I'll just say my, a summary of my thoughts is completely fair, and, uh, and we all have blind spots, and I think Criterion has admitted to some of these. Uh, I personally have had some, and I think I still have a lot of, you know, even with my Euro... I'm a French, uh, a Francophile, as far as my cinephilia goes, and most of those films are white-oriented. So not all. There, there are exceptions, but um, there are some where they bring out other cultures like Lan or Couscous or what, Secrets of the Grain. But, but, uh, but for the most part, it's especially classic film has been mostly white. So. I think it was a great article. Um, we do talk about Claudine in this episode, and we do point out that there's a it's mostly African American cast and characters with a white director. So I just want to point out that that was recorded before we saw this announcement. But after after re, re, after the article, I'd rather. But after reading that article, yeah, wow, it's uh, yeah, it's it's unmistakable. So enjoy the episode, and would love to hear comments about this. Uh, I, I just ask that you keep them respectful. Uh, we're very inclusive, and we want to hear voices. We don't want to drown anybody out, but we, we want to be courteous to each other. And uh, that's kind of the, the spirit of the show, and I ask that you keep that spirit with uh, our social media. Thanks, and here, here we go. Wow, long time. <laughs> Long time no talk. Yeah, welcome been? back. I, I'm so well. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time. Um, I see uh, when I when I logged in earlier, Letterbox was down. I haven't checked yeah, to see if it's back up. It's back up. It was it was down for a while. Uh, I wasn't constantly, you know, checking on it, but it's back now. You know what's sad is that I Letterbox has to be up for me to remember what I've watched lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's. I, I kind of fell, uh, fell into that as well. It's funny how you you become so used to something you rely on it. So yeah, yeah. Well, we um, let's just get right to it. We have a lot to talk about. Let's um, do it. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a sort of ed maybe not even edited at all. So, and I have a brand new mic. It's the, my first time using it. Uh, so there's, I think there's probably a background sound. Sorry if you can deal this time. We'll we'll, we'll get it worked out. Um, and yeah, I've been away for a while and missed the, uh, the October releases, so we'll, we'll go into some detail about those later. Um, yeah, so I, I, my microphone broke, and um, that's one of the <laughs> casualties of COVID is <laughs> I, I immediately reordered a microphone because you, know, you got to live without it, and you got to live with it. 
and I, I don't know what I did with my old ones, but because of COVID, um, it um, it doesn't it takes a long time to ship, and, and maybe the U.S. PS this was a month ago, so I don't know if that factored into it. So I didn't get it for like three weeks, and then I got the wrong one. Oh my goodness! And I and it was my bad. I ordered the wrong. I ordered an analog microphone for like recording equipment, like you know okay. instruments and that sort of thing. So that, then I had to return it, order the new one, and the new one came out. And then I went on vacation, yada yada, <laughs> lots of excuses, and I've been gone. Um, but I, I have managed to. I, I don't. You've noticed this. I've kind of found um, uh, an interest in recording videos. So I, I've recorded. I don't know three or four. Oh yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, and I I, I kind of dig it. Um, and I'm I have one lined up I'm re- going to record about Billy Wilder and another one um, about uh, Buster Keaton so great I looking might, forward to it might be like a supplement to the show yeah I'm really it's, Dice K blame Dice K because uh, <laughs> I, I did his show uh, we did a little inter- interview and in fact I'll, I'll put links to that in the show notes as well as maybe a couple of the videos in fact um, we had the Agnes Varda I, I did a little I guess you, you could call it an unboxing, although I I don't love that term. But yeah. I did give it a, a look. Uh, it's and I know you just got the Vardis set. Uh, yeah, I got it yesterday. You know, so, I'd spoken about how I I was going to wait until the uh, next flash sale or Barnes and Noble sale, but I had that uh, FOMA. Everybody was showing their their release of it, their their copies of it. So I FOMO, said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I. Uh, so I, uh, what I did was I realized I had so many, uh, so much of my Amazon, uh, you know, your five percent cash back on the Amazon card. Oh yeah. I've not, I've not used it in years. I just looked at it and saw how much it was. I said, yeah, I can spring for Varda, you know. And it, it had come down. It was originally one ninety nine. It was on sale for one seventy five. So. It's worth it. Um, I have you, yeah. uh, have you dug in yet? Oh yeah. Well, I've opened it up. I went through the book and. Uh, all of the uh, the program notes written by Michael Koreski and yeah. uh, but I've not I've not put it I've not put one of the disc in yet you know well I, I recommend putting a disc in okay yeah. <laughs> at some yeah. point I know you will probably pretty yeah. soon um, I I'm through disc I want to say disc five so they they go quick I mean they're really watchable uh, and, uh, and well, I skipped the first one I, I mentioned that on the video because that's the um, that's her her last movie and I want to see that last. Um, and so I've gotten through the Daguerreotypes disc, and Daguerreotypes that was that was something really special. I, I did not know what to expect about that. You, you read the synopsis, and it's just her filming um, the people around her neighborhood. Uh, but the one thing I picked up on is that I just love her perception of everyday, ordinary things, places, people, and uh, and yeah, it, it, you can tell that what interests her, and often it's cats. She loves cats. Okay. <laughs> what interests her is is interesting to to me, and uh, and that's just because you know, you see the passion for the subject or the the, the curiosity uh, through her through her eyes, and uh, yeah, she really is a special filmmaker. So so yeah, there's um starts with uh, La Pointe Court, and then some shorts, then Cleo from five to seven is just a masterpiece. I love that film forget what was after that and then daguerreotypes so yeah um and i think the next one is le bonheur and some other films so yeah i I wouldn't call it binge watching because i've had it for a couple weeks i I did buy it i got it early 
but yeah, it's um, it's special. I, I, I hate to say this in 2020, but what a time to be alive. I mean, oh, we yes. have all these, these riches. Um, so, are are you gonna go in order um, when you watch? Probably not. I've seen maybe half of the 39 films, and uh, I'm thinking about just hitting the ones that I've not seen yet and checking out most of the the new, uh, well, new to Criterion supplements. Mm-hmm. And then I may go back and get some of the big ones like Cleo and the uh, Point Court, you know. Yeah, Cleo's a good rewatch. Uh, in fact, I, that was my second time seeing it, and uh, and I, I, that's one of those films I think that I, I'll probably see it ten more times in my life. I'm, who knows? But I think I'll always find something new, um, and I kind of increase my appreciation for it. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next viewing, but it won't be for a while. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I, I love the film so much that when I was in Paris with my nephew, I, I actually took a uh, and charted a Clio from five to seven uh, walk. Nice. Just to be to be sure if I could do it in two hours, and uh, we did miss the bus. I think near, after she goes to the park, and she uh, gets on the bus to go to yeah. the hospital, we walked most of that distance because we didn't ride the bus. But yeah, it was it was it was still fascinating to go through all those sites that was in the film. So. I- with the bus, would it, would it have been two hours? No, the bus would have been would have been shorter because uh, that way uh, it is kind of a long uh, long drive up that boulevard between when she was in the park with the soldier and then right, they get right. on the bus, you know. So, was, but if you had a bus, would, would you made it? Because <laughs> I, I, I probably would have, yeah. Really? Okay. Well, that's that's yeah. that's impressive. Kudos to Varda because I I've mentioned before that I did that very same thing with Before Sunset in Paris and. Um, and it took a whole day. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if being a tourist, you just want, you don't want to run through it, or just, or if you had somebody as True. fascinating as yeah. Jesse and uh, uh, I'm sorry, I forget the lady's name right now. Uh, but if you got those two characters and their fascinating discussion, I guess uh, that would take some time. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Of course, it, you you had your beautiful wife with you, so I'm sure there was always a lot of great discussion there. I did, and but also there was just you know the, the point A did not go to point P. It was a big oh, thing. Oh, it didn't connect. So it, yeah, it, it they, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you can't really do that in in the the time. In fact, we we got close to her apartment, uh, the the final scene, and we just gave up. We were like, hey, we want to go. Okay. Back. <laughs> we're tired, and, and you know, show up at somebody's apartment at night. And but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I recommend the Varda. It, you know, that's the Amazon points is a great idea if you get a gift card or something. Yeah. Um, I think we're probably not going to see a sale for. Um, it's it's funny. I wondered if they would extend the Barnes Noble sale for Varda, and it looks like they it just it cut off right before. Yeah, they didn't um, do it. Yeah. So I, it was worth it to to not wait two months and enjoy this uh, beautiful box. And let's um, let's if you don't mind, let's start with the next beautiful box. Uh, so we knew this was coming. So we, this this announcement. Uh, about the essential Fellini mm-hmm. we got this I, I think about a week prior to the other announcements um, and in fact I'll give a shout out to Christopher Nobles uh, he he posted a poll saying you know what we might get the announcement early so what do you think uh, I, I forget what the poll content was but um, but kudos to him for predicting that because the next day uh, essential Fellini was announced and mm-hmm. um, and yeah I Expectations are a funny thing, Michael. Oh, <laughs> I'm <tell> thrilled, <laughs> thrilled. Love this, but 
can I be a little disappointed that it's not everything? Am I that? Can I be spoiled, Michael? Is that fair? Yeah, just a little bit, but don't go too far. I you know, I, I, you, you, I, know how I, you know how I deal with criterion naysayers. You know, I, I've <laughs> I seen that. Come, I don't want to come down hard on you now. Please, please don't. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. You know, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there. You know, there's there's six films that they wanted. Or was it? Yeah, six feature films by Fellini that's not there. But you know, you've got the essential, and that's what they call it. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I, I've I've seen some comments that maybe, um, may, I, and I don't I don't have that list of six in front of me, but uh, there's Ginger and Fred, uh, there's Eye Clown, uh, there's uh, Casanova. It's not there. Is that right? That's yeah. correct. What, and then we've got the City of Women, uh, oh, okay. orchestra rehearsal, and his last film, The Voice of the Moon. Right. Yeah. So it seems like Ginger and Fred and Casanova are those the notable ones. I'm I'm not sure. Eye Clown well, maybe. Uh, uh, Casanova is going to be released next month by Kino on Blu-ray. That's right. So yeah. you know it was it wasn't likely that that was going to be in the box set. And Errol uh, released Voice of the Moon and Orchestra Rehearsal just a year or two ago. So you know yeah, uh, I can see why they don't want to license those you know to a to someone like Criterion. You know, you know, for this set, you know, but you know, we got the Studio Canal films back, and that's that was more important to me than than seeing Voice of the Moon or Ginger and Fred. So, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it's all what it's all what we expect and what we want, and and having Knights of Kiberia in there, you know, it, it's that yeah, makes up for yeah. everything, you know. Yeah. So let's let's kind of dig in a little bit. Um, no, I, I I really am I'm over the moon about this, and I've I've already pre-ordered it from Criterion just in case I get it. I might get it the weekend prior, um, and uh, and that's right around. I, I don't know when Thanksgiving is this year, but it it's coming out right around that time. So um, mm. I don't I don't know how it, that lines up, but if I got it before that and had time, I might um, you know I might have finished it by the end of Thanksgiving because <laughs> yeah, it's COVID. We're not going anywhere. Um, so we have Variety Lights, uh, The White Sheik, I Bitaloni. So these, you know, his early films, these are notable. I have not seen the first two, so they're, they're blind spots for me. Um, and uh, I've had a lonely, I need to rewatch. Uh, I, I think that's kind of, so he, I think he had some neorealist uh, roots. Would you, is that fair? Oh, so, oh yeah, both, both, it, both it and Il Bidoni, uh all the way up through uh, La Strada, I would say, is neorealist. Mm -hmm. You know, and, th and then he gets into the more uh, fantasy uh, as, as yeah. Yeah, Started with Knights of Cabrera, which is kind of a mix of the two, and then then he goes full fantasy with uh, with uh, eight and a half. You know. Yeah, you mentioned La Strada, and and I think La Strada might have been his breakout film. Uh, I think that got him international success. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but internationally that was the film, yes. And Il Bidon is also a good film. Knights of Cabrera, yeah. There, there's definitely a little bit of fantasy realism, but then. I, I think he kind of took a detour into this introspective, so La Dolce Vita, uh, you know, these and Eight and a Half, of course, films about, uh, I, I think a little bit films about himself and about his life, um, even if they're not, you know, exactly Fellini, but um, there's a little bit of, I guess, introspection within both of those. Uh, oh, yeah, he, he was having a block there for a while, and so that he's yeah. almost like he had to film, he had to make a film in order to come out of the block. And the, the film he made was, you know, about someone who's having a block, you know. And, yeah, if, if my um, 
if I have a block and I, I write something like uh, Dolce Vita and eight and a half, then <laughs> then somebody's smiling at me. Right. And so I, I think the real dividing line is Juliet of the Spirits because that one is a little bit of, I mean, that's where the big departures come. I oh think. yeah, that that's that's when he goes, you know, balls to the wall fantasy. <laughs> so yeah, he he, he was experimenting, experimenting with uh, like the last half of eight and a half. He he went all the way with Juliet of the Spirits. Well, I I'd say halfway. I not to contradict you, but um, but yeah. I I think there's a little bit of a straight story within Juliet of the Spirits, and then there's these little digressions uh, that are that are I guess resemble his later work. Um, I, yeah. I don't. I'm sure people disagree, and as we've learned today, disagreement's fine. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, I think that uh, he actually made Julia the spirit, so he could he could really uh, go into that into that world, uh, that fantasy world. Even though he had that straight yeah. story going with it, it's almost like the whole purpose of the film was for him to kind of uh, to go out there. Yeah, to explore that. Uh, you know, yeah. no, certainly. So that's why I, I see that as the delineation. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I, I look forward to, to watching it. And this, the nice thing is you will be able to watch these somewhat chronologically. I think maybe what's missing? In, a oh, you can missing. choose to, yeah, because each disc will have one film. Right. Unlike unlike uh, the Varda box or the Bergman box, you know, each film will have their own set of uh, supplements and their own on their own disc. And I don't believe that, you know, they're actually setting up a uh, a curation order. Yeah, it doesn't so, seem like it. It doesn't yeah. doesn't look like it. No. Yeah, and yeah, I I think I think because this is quote the essential. You know, we had the essential Jacques Demy. Those were chronological, yeah. Yeah. and um, and of course there were fewer films. Uh, but you know, Demy made fewer films. Um, so so I think you're right. I think it's a chronological kind of make and actually I think chronological kind of lends itself to Fellini's um, his work. You know, I, I think there is kind of a, a oh tr- yes a journey through throughout. Uh, so then there's... I can't imagine anybody jumping around his yeah. <laughs> Oh Lord, that that would that would just drive me bonkers if I was oh, yeah. seeing Roma and then seeing you know uh, in the ship. Uh, sells on, you know. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, Michael, you like Lestrada? Let's let's give Satyricon a try. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you're on Facebook and somebody says, "Well, I just saw this. Can you recommend another film by this particular director?" And uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Fellini, you just have to say, "Well, the one you saw, this is as close to it as you probably yeah. like that." You and know? you actually can say that with Fellini, and and uh, yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah. I think they they it barely follows the uh, the chronological. Uh, Line. So then we have Roman Amrachords, and they're, uh, you know, Amrachords one of those strange ones because it's deeply personal, and it's there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's there's a straight story there for sure. That's you know, yeah. remembering family, but there's a little bit of, uh, of digressions, and I think if I remember, there are some dream sequences. So yeah, yeah, and I I like I like the hope uh, the way it's set up. It's it's all the way it's uh, put together. And that it is it is almost like these little uh, little stories that that make mm-hmm. up one one yeah. long film. Yeah. I'm with you. And then we have a couple late late films. So and the ship sails on and Inter Vista. So I think for me and and maybe for a lot of people, the blind spots will be the early and the late films. Um, so looking forward to these. I don't know. Have you have you seen uh, his these late works? 
No, I haven't. The latest one is And the Ship Sails On. Uh, I think I may have seen uh, uh, orchestra rehearsal. Okay. But that, you know, that's it's so long ago, probably on a VHS tape back in, back in the 80s, you know. So I, I, I really don't, I can't really say that I've seen it. But of course, since that's not in the box, I'm not going to see it right, either. Right. So <laughs> unless yeah. I get the Arrow Blu-ray. And, but yeah, and, I'm looking forward to seeing Intervista, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, they, they, the description calls it, uh, you know, like a, a later eight and a half. So, um, yeah, I sign me up. It, I, I doubt if it can it can hold up to uh, eight and a half, at least in my estimation. But, but I will certainly watch. And um, and you know, like I, going back to Demi, you know, I, I think even though his he certainly had his peak period, but his later works are still interesting because they. Um, and you see the career evolution, and um, I think you, you'll see that with uh, Fellini as well. And so we have these all these great films, and as you mentioned, Studio Canal. So there's probably what three, four on here. Yeah, we have uh, nine films from Janice and three from Studio Canal three, yeah. that are return returning to the uh, to the collection. Probably not as standalones. We probably won't get no, those back. Yeah. You know. Well, although you know, we'll, we'll talk later in the show. I mean, you never know because they're they're they've done that for Bergman and they're coming back <laughs> Army of Shadows Pierre LeFou uh, yeah. so so yeah That's true the, yeah the special features though uh, the supplements are really what's going to oh. um, make this set um, so that we have Toby Dammit which is something I've not seen but I've wanted to see for ever uh, yeah. we have a lot of documentaries um, we have a, a two-hour four-part 1960 interview with uh, Federico for Belgian television. I don't know that, wow. that. That sounds like a more challenging one. Four behind-the-scenes documentaries. So, um, yeah, I think some of these we've seen on on the. Well, the ones that they list on that in that listing, none of them have appeared on any uh, Criterion release before. So the Secret Diary I, of Amrecord was not. No, it wasn't. Uh, we've got oh, I counted great. at least nine documentaries uh, that are all new to Criterion, and most of those are feature length. You know, wow. so it's this it's going to be a, a supplement packed bunch. You know, Con especially considering some of those earlier films uh, that they released on DVD did not have hardly any uh, supplements at all. So I guess they want to fill up those discs. If you're going to put variety lights on a uh, disc by itself, you just can't have the film. You know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unlike unlike the original DVD, which had no supplements at all, you know. And, and so that it, it appears uh, just based on what you just shared and just what I'm reading, it appears that there's going to be plenty. Th these aren't just going to be reports of the um, the prior disc releases, uh, which which Bergman was the case. I, I don't I don't think any of the yeah. uh, like you know Seventh Seal, Smiles of a Summer Night. I think right. everything they put on the set was the same as the disc. So. It, there was direct ports, but I believe the six Blu-ray that we already have in the uh, collection, I believe those six discs will be direct ports. Okay. That's Amacord, Eight and a Half, La Dolce Vita, Satyricon, mm -hmm. and Roma. I, I just I just think uh, those will uh, will all uh, be direct ports. Well, there's so much here. There's a, a documentary on, on Juliette Messina. I, oh, yeah. I adore her. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. Um, audio commentaries on six of the films. Some of those might be ports. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of interviews, uh, lots of essays. Uh, so it's, it's, and let's talk about the packaging. Um, you know, it's. Oh, yes. They're all, they have their own covers. Um, I, th I think it's mm -hmm. probably going to be. 
I don't know. What shape do you think? Do you think this is going to be Varda shape? No, it's going to be larger. It's going to be larger than Bergman. My poor Can you terrible, believe it? My yeah, shelves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reinforce your shelves. No, it's going to be almost uh, LP-sized, almost 12 by 12, which is about an inch taller and wider, or two inches wider than uh, the Bergman, and about an inch taller. It's not going to be as thick. I, I, from what I understand, it's only going to be about an inch or inch and a half or so thick. Hmm. You know. So almost like a Godzilla, but uh, but, but yeah. square. Square, yes, yes. Uh, wow. So, okay, Godzilla, Fellini, Varda, Bergman, <laughs> Olympic films on this. I mean, they got to be on the same shelf. <laughs> it's gonna be such a hodgepodge. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting some others, but I, there will be pictures. Um, I hear people complaining about uh, why, why are they doing this to us? Why are they making different, uh, <laughs> different configurations of, and dimensions of all these special releases? And I say, uh, go with it. You know, if they want them each to be different. They don't want them to be uniform, like uh, just something you can put on your shelf. <laughs> I, I know that's it. We're so yeah, I know, spoiled. I know we I, joke about that. I, I'm know? not. And, yeah. And, I'm not complaining. The thing is, they're not—they're not making these for the people that have all of the sets. I think they're making these for the diehard Fellini fans, and they might not be Bergman fans, and they very likely won't be Godzilla fans. I mean, you never know. Um, hey, that's something I've been watching. I don't need Letterbox for that. <laughs> I'm almost through the Godzilla set, and uh, yeah, they can be bad, but they're—they're they're fun too. So anyway, this is—that's not Godzilla is something else entirely. Um, I like that they have their own covers, but just looking at the the way they're going to have the sleeves, so it's gonna it's hard to visualize how this is going to work. Um, the the gentleman that um, that that put together the packaging has has put up some tweets. He's very proud of it, and um, and actually I'll, I'll share that we talked, and uh, and he um, he you know, he made it during COVID entirely. So um, uh, he he lives in America. I think he lives in New York area. So uh, good work. Uh, and um, looking forward to talking to him more about it. Is this Raphael? Yes, yes. Gironi? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved, loved his work for Swing Time and uh, Showboat. So, yeah, I'm glad he oh, got this big, big commission. I didn't know he did those. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah it, it, well, now the set was designed by him, but he didn't do all the artwork. I, okay, all right. We'll find out more. I mean, we have, yeah. a, have a little bit of time. Yeah, the, the credits that Criterion sometimes gives on their website really doesn't go into into depth. So sometimes you have an illustrator mm -hmm. who is not credited, but but the designer is. So you know, we'll, 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 when we get the box in our hand, we'll know. And the thing with some of these little covers that we see is that some of them look like stills from the the film with just you know kind of a, a Photoshop, uh, you know, like a tint, uh, like a, a color a color fill in the mm -hmm. background. So. I don't know that these are all illustrated, but the, um, the the cover certainly is. And what do you think of the cover? Uh, you know, <laughs> him with his uh, his bullhorn, his, his megaphone, the maestro. Yeah. yeah, he is. You like it? Oh yeah, I really like it. Yeah, it'll, it'll go well, well with Godzilla. The colors match. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, each of each of them uh, shouting out something, if not fire, at least action. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, and he was certainly the the maestro. Well, it's it's tough to start with that, but um, November is always a big month, and I, I there it's 
yeah, we had had that about a week early. In fact, this is one of those weird weeks where the um, you know the fifteenth is on a Saturday, and so Friday comes. Some we always hope. That they, I think yeah. one one time they gave us a, a one time, yeah, just and to throw that, us off. Just to yeah, just to get us uh, thinking about it. And I, I I don't get too hung up on that. Yeah. And then Monday came and they they were not not announced. And Tuesday came and they were announced very late. And I, I think I have an idea why that why that was but um, I think mostly probably the Moonstruck cover which we'll get to Um, but yeah let's uh, dig in a little bit Uh, Claudia Wheel I guess it's Wheel W-E-I-L I'm not sure I've always pronounced it as Wild but you you could be right yeah Yeah? okay I'm thinking of the German uh, composer his name was was pronounced Weil you know Kurt Weil so and it's almost the same except I guess Americanization would would you pronounce it with a W instead of a V but who knows we'll find out during all of the uh supplements when they when they uh we will (laughs) and interview interview her and her associates yeah yes hey Mrs. (laughs) (laughs) Wiley um so this is okay so of course we have to point out it's a female directed film and I'm super thrilled that they are still intentionally deliberately including female films and but but not I mean that again you know we were having a conversation earlier today about the curation and what belongs in the collection and this if they you know if they deem it worthy and it's part of their I guess their vision for active curation then it oh, is oh it's worthy on more than one front you and know just not just as a female to, director yeah. Yeah, Those, but yeah. You know, as, as an independent film in the '70s, I mean, back then, can you imagine uh, just any filmmaker of of any uh, either sex uh, actually making such an important independent film? But I've, I've heard it's a great film. I haven't seen it, but but yeah, there there were some female filmmakers in. I think Elaine May, Barbara Loden. Oh yeah, right. Uh, but who worked with stu- work with studios and but yeah. others? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, this lo- looks like a pretty stacked release. And, and I, again, I can tell that they're really, they're doing justice to, I, I'm going to say her name. I'm just going to say, I'll say Wow. Yeah, <laughs> Ms. yeah. Ms. Wow. Oh, right. uh, okay. So it's a 4K restoration, and we have interviews with her, the uh, the, the cast, including Christopher Guest and Bob Balaman. So if you mm-hmm. like, um, I actually just recently watched rewatched all of Christopher Guest's Fun films, so oh, yeah, those that. are those are great for COVID. I'm just telling you. Um, more interviews, uh, new interviews with the screenwriter uh, and writer and director Joey Soloway. We have two short films by by Wile, uh, yeah, Wile, I guess, and yeah. uh, and one of which she did uh, with uh, Joyce Chopra, which is called Joyce at Thirty Four. So I imagine yes. Chopra's the subject, and uh, right. yeah, looks great. Um, so you seen this? Yeah, I, I saw Girlfriends back in the 80s, and again, probably on VHS, and it's been so long. It was recently on the channel, and I skipped it because I, you know, I had seen it, so I just let it go, and that was a mistake. I should have watched it again just to refresh myself of, of a film, but I'll find out in November. But uh, the short she directed with Joyce Chopper was also is still on the channel, uh, oh, Joyce yeah. at 34. It's part of the Tell Me bundle of female uh, film filmmakers, uh, telling stories, so that, that's a great bundle if you, if you ever get nice. to it. Yeah. But uh, that's basically what it is. It's Joyce Chopra uh, talking about uh, taking some time off from making movies to have a child. So you know, it was it was it's a, a great little short. 
I'm not saw the other short though. Yeah, and, and that's a great way. I, I doubt if the disc would add a whole lot to the short. It's probably not going to be a 4K restoration of, yeah. of the short. So, um, so yeah, that's a good way to get a sneak preview. Um, that sounds pretty intriguing too. I, uh, a female director uh, taking time off for that's the one thing we you know, male directors don't have to deal with that. Uh, oh yeah, and, maybe, and, it, and it, it was about her husband. Uh, she had to get him involved in, in the, the child child raising but yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's an important film yeah a lot of people have said that this is the release of the month uh, well, I, I guess Fellini kind of overshadows everything but um but yeah a lot of excitement for girlfriends um and then uh you know some excitement for the next one uh, on november 17th we have norman jewison's moonstruck uh mm-hmm. with Cher and uh nicholas cage so i think that's the first time in the collection for both of them yeah i think that's their debut yeah yeah um and uh, so, yeah, she, it, this seems like a very Italian-American uh, good film. Um, I, somebody in, in, one of, in the comments um, said it was a good good year for Italy so far, and, um, <laughs> and um, actually a good month for Italy, if you think about it, um, kind of threefold. Uh, so I, I admire Filmstruck. This sounds... <laughs> I, I like Filmstruck. Or Filmstruck. I'm doing that. <laughs> Moonstruck. I'm Moonstruck. Prob- it's probably not the first time I'll do that. I, what do you think? Um, I, I'm sure you've seen it. I saw it back in the theater in 1987, wow. and that's the last time I saw it. So, so <laughs> what is it? 30, 30 years now. I can't tell you much about it except the, you know, the, the iconic scene between her and, uh, and Nicholas Cage, where she kind of, she mm. screams out, you know, get over it or something like that. Where, where. He's telling her he loves her, and Cher just tells yeah. her that, that he tells him that he needs to get over it, you know. But yeah, it, it's a fun film, as I recall. But you know, and it is—it was a big hit. And maybe, hopefully, it'll be a big seller for Criterion. It, it was a big hit, and um, so I've actually, so I, I did not see it in the '80s. This was not my kind of film in the in the '80s. Yeah. Um, and I, I was a young kid, or I guess a teenager, so. Um, you know, some some art films, and I, I, get, I you can call this an art film. Um, aren't up my alley and I get this a New York story you know yeah, not not for a, a a young teenager like me but um, I so I've, I've actually watched it in, within the last five years and I can't remember what prompted me to watch it I think it just it, it was on and I and I just hadn't seen it so it's uh, and I, I'd heard uh, great things about Cher's performance and um, and she is good I, I think I'm not not taking anything away from Cher, but I think it was more of a directed performance. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. that that uh, Jewison got a lot out of her. Uh, I'll also say that sometimes when you see film in a non-disc format or non, you know, like Criterion Channel, you know, it it looks funny. I don't think it was in the right aspect ratio. What I saw, it almost looked like a TV show. Oh, that's very possible. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'll I'll watch it again when it comes out and uh, give it a, a shot. I I did like the film. It, it, it's a it's, it's charming, you know. It's it's what you'd expect for, and there's a reason it's popular. Yeah. Um, and then supplements, uh, we have oh, yeah. it's a lot. We have um, another 4K. Uh, there looks like a lot that was ported from an, an earlier DVD yes. of some sort. Yeah. The commentary is from the 1998 MGM DVD and. Uh, the other supplements are from uh, the 2006 re-release, 
and we've had a couple of uh, Blu-ray releases of this film as well. So it's it's not like if, if you didn't want the film. Of course, this is a restoration. Sure. So even if you love the film, you'd, you'd probably want to see this new restoration. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, talking about my experience of seeing it last time, it, it's not that it looked horrible, but um, it certainly will look better now. So really only two new uh, f- uh, features. Oh, and by the way, there is an introduction from 2013 with Cher. So that's probably the last release or one of the last ones. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so there's an interview with the screenwriter and uh, with the scholar about the use of opera in film. And so I will make a mental note to get with uh, Mr. Remmers, uh, our, our uh, opera expert, well, him and Adam McGoyan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, don't, I don't know if Adam will come on just to talk about Moonstruck. That would be a tough sell. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And hold this thought. Some people don't always like every movie that comes out in Criterion. So I'll go Oh, really? You, you surprised me there, Aaron. Yeah, really? Yeah. That happens? <laughs> Bookmark that for a second. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll, I'll just, two titles away, we'll get into that right. a little more. Let's take it in order. Let's take, let's take the order. hate in order, yeah. Yeah, well, hey, all right, this, we'll put a little love in between. So. Okay, yes. Uh, November 17th, the same day as Moonstruck, is Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai. And um, so I, I don't, I have not seen any hate. I think there's a lot of love for this film. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Jim Jarmusch, and it's really, I, 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 I've seen a lot of Jarmusch, not all, but most probably. And um, I'd say this is really unlike anything he's ever done. Would you agree? I agree. Uh, I saw it in a the theater, and then I have the 2001 DVD from Artisan. So I, I, so I enjoy the film, but. Uh, it, it is different from, and it, it wasn't, when I went into it, I didn't expect, I expected a Jim Jarmusch film, and I just didn't get that. Right. So as, you know, so at the time, I uh, saw it in the theater, I was slightly disappointed, but then I enjoyed it better when I got the DVD of it. Okay. And I'm sure I'm surely going to enjoy the all the context it's going to be uh, put into it uh, in this new release by Criterion. Yeah, so we, we knew it was coming because there was an, an email that went out uh, that said that uh, Jarmusch was going to respond to questions from fans, so send yeah. them in, and that's yeah. on there. Uh, did, did you by chance ask him any? You uh, know, I've, I've never done that. I know they, they put out those announcements to ask Jim, you know, and uh, I always I'm always believing that maybe I'll ask the most stupid question ever, and then he'll, <laughs> he'll be the one that gets chosen, and... <laughs> And What's your favorite then, color? <laughs> then he'll be. Then uh, he'll have to, uh, you know, be the one to embarrass me in front of all of the Criterion fans. But <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I've never done it. But you know, it's interesting. You know, no, I enjoy I his. I, I think it's just almost like his way of not because he doesn't like commentaries, so yes. he likes to put do something new for Criterion. So he's doing this for his last four or five films on Criterion. So yeah. I think it works, and, and you're right. I'm, Jim Jarmusch is a pretty, and he's a cool cat. He's he's an intimidating oh, guy. Cool. I, I think he's he he's cool, but he's also classy. You know, he's not gonna trash his fans. I, at least the ones I've seen previously, I I didn't see any snarky response, responses. Uh, yeah, that Michael Hutchins. No. What's, oh. what's what's he know? <laughs> uh, I'm certain. I was just joking, but yeah, you're right. He's a cool guy. He's a cool cat. Um, so, uh, and we have a new conversation. I, I love anytime there's new, new, new. Um, so, in the oh, special yeah. edition, so everything is new. You, and Jarmusch, he, he, I, I think you know he gets involved. I, I think they they really put their all into his releases. So, um, so yeah, there's a, a conversation with Whitaker, and of course, Forrest Whitaker, I, I think, is brilliant. And uh, Isaac de, de Becole, I think that's how you pronounce it. 
uh, who must, I, I believe he must be an actor, another actor in the film. And then that's moderated by a film scholar of Michael Gillespie. And uh, there's an interview with the casting director, and uh, I, I love the underrated casting directors. Yes. Uh, there's an interview with uh, Shifu Xian Ming, founder of the USA Shaolin Temple. That sounds fascinating. Um, oh, yes. To hear about the mysticism. And, but the one I'm most looking forward to is a video essay on RZA's score for the film, which is yeah. dynamite. And then finally, there's a, um, a documentary called The Odyssey, A Journey into the Life of Samurai. That, sound, well, if it's that, was, that was on the, that was a featurette on the Artisan DVD. So, yeah, 2000. Uh, not yeah. expecting much. <laughs> no, no, it's only about 20 minutes long, and it's a typical, uh, you know, EPK release for a movie, you know, but, but, it, but it's pretty good. You get, you get interviews with, uh, with uh, the composer, I think it's pronounced. It's, I think he pronounced his name Riza. I'm not sure. It, but he's part. He's yeah, part of the you're right. Tang. You're right. It is Riza. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I knew that too. I knew better. Yeah. Uh, I know but, uh, uh, Matt Gastner is a huge fan. So uh, in fact, oh, I, yes. I think he re- he requested this on this show and uh, or and just said it would be a delight. So he he's um, you know bounced from social media for a time for the time being. Can't blame him. But, yeah, but he uh, might come back and uh, have a conversation with you about this release in November. He might want to gloat about this one. <laughs> <laughs> got it right. And yeah, you're right. Maybe in, in November or so. Although I, some some good stuff coming in November. So yeah, I can't wait. Uh, this is. Uh, oh, and then there's going to be the isolated track of just Riz's score for the film, which I is that. uh, yeah. that's very, very rare for uh, Criterion to do that. I yeah. know some distributors do that a lot, but Criterion's only done maybe three or four in their entire history. You know. Yeah, Twilight Time was big on that. Uh, yeah, yes. no, I, I think that's special, and and I love that they give um, enough. You know, I, I think warranted attention to the score. Uh, so yeah. this this is really going to be a special package. I have a feeling it might be big. Um, probably, maybe not two disc. I, I don't think it's two disc. Uh, uh, it's just one, yeah. Yeah, two one, DVDs. One Blu-ray. Yeah, two DVDs, one Blu-ray, yeah. Pro- probably a pretty nice digipack because uh, of the booklet. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. And um, and here we get to the, uh, the last one of November. It's about this guy. He's Irish. He's a man. <laughs> and he paints houses. He paints houses. Uh, so Martin Scorsese, the Irishman. Uh, so yeah, if you, if you hate Moonstruck and you hate the Irishman, at least you're getting Ghost Dog and the Fellini set together with each of them. So uh, there, there's been some hate on this one. Um, first off, what do you think of the cover of the Irishman? It's different. It's it's by uh, uh, what is his name? I, I've got it written Greg, down. Gregory Manchester. Manchester. Oh yeah, Gregory Manchester. Uh, he did the artwork for *A Night to Remember*, uh, the the Blu-ray re-release, and he also did *King of the Hill*. Oh, so really? if you if you remember the look of that, uh, yeah. the, those illustrations that was throughout that digipack, it's the same artist. So it's very similar in that style. But I, I like it because it really focuses on you know an important part of the film, not all about the rain, you know. So, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it's looking at the art. A big deal about the film is the aging process and the de-aging. And oh yeah, the way you look at this, these hands, I, I, you could almost sense that there's mystery about wh- how old these hands are. Um, you know, maybe it's just an impressionistic drawing of it, or maybe these oh, yeah. are actually wrinkles. I mean, maybe that's just great, great, great uh, observation there. I didn't think of that. Uh, but, yeah. Might be, might be completely off base, but that's our <laughs> yeah. <for you. laughs> it does, doesn't have to be right. 
Uh, so, so, so yeah, there has been, and so as administrator for a few uh, Criterion Facebook groups, uh, we, we, we deal with some stuff. I'll, I'll give you an example. I don't, I don't think Tim would mind me sharing this. Somebody today said in, uh, in Criterion Considered to somebody that liked this film that they wanted them to, let's see, they wanted them to suck 14 dicks with AIDS and jump off a balcony and then get run over by shrapnel or something like that. This is a direct quote. Oh it's my goodness. so nasty. So ask me again why I left that group. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun today. I, I thought you yeah. might have seen it. Well, no, no, sometimes no, sometimes I, good things no. good things come come out of this. I, I made a funny. Uh, uh, we I made a well. I think it's funny, but I made a joke that uh, we can we can disagree about movies, but we can al- always agree that uh, Agnes Varda dresses as a potato. And I posted a picture of her <laughs> in potato, which is true. Nobody can yeah. deny that. Well, that's great. I'd love to juxtapose uh, that image with with whatever image that that asshole was trying trying to present there. <laughs> well, yeah, that image. Uh, he he is his has left the building, but uh, yeah, as, as he should, and a few others as well. Uh, it's funny yeah. how how there's these can be kind of bait for some people. I I, I I'm sure you've seen the Irishman, or or actually, that, oh, maybe yes. I shouldn't assume that. Um, what would you think? I saw it in a theater, and I haven't seen it since, so I haven't seen the Netflix presentation. But I'm, you know, it's just I suppose I could sit down and watch an hour at a time. But I, you know, I went into it knowing it was long. I didn't realize it was three hours and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, and I thought, well, maybe there's going to be an intermission, but there wasn't. But no, you know, but beyond the length, and that's what everybody talks about. Let's just let that go. You know, yeah, yeah. I th- I think I think it's a fantastic film. You know, I think it's it's it probably everything that Morsquet uh, that Martin Scorsese has has built up to in his career. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like a culmination of of all these themes and ideas. And you add to that the whole idea about aging and about uh, mm-hmm. I mean, and bringing in the actors. You know, I, and there's been too much said about the the FX. You know, about changing their 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 looks but yeah you know go to the story and, and, tr- and try to get more out of it than just just a, a gangster film you know yeah yeah I, I, I think so so one thing so I, I, as an example I as in contrast I just re- recently watched Heaven's Gate for the first time mm-hmm. and um, and I actually I, I found myself surprisingly liking that I mean it's not by far a perfect film but there are some really stellar moments in that film oh yeah same with me I I avoided that film for 20 years. I never saw yeah. it, and, you know, and, and finally I saw it on Criterion Blu-ray and loved it. So, yeah, it just proves that, you know, a lot of people are wrong, you know. <laughs> yeah, but my point with that is, so even though I, I really enjoyed that film, I, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I, I found a lot of value in that film. I would not say it, it was kind of a slog. It, it did not... Uh, did not move fast. I felt that this flew by this three and a half hours, uh, and I, I really adored it. And I think de aging or not, I'm just Joe Pesci is so special. I, I think oh it's yeah, disappointing that he uh, did not get his Oscar. Um, but but yeah, no, I think it's a special film, and I think that they're really going to do it right. Um, which the, you know you can give. Uh, there's been some hate about Netflix, and and that you know we have such recent films. You know, I, I think a lot of people forget that Criterion has been doing you know look at their 2008-2009 IFC editions they were all recent oh from all the way back to to the uh, Laserdisc days they were doing recently released films you know like Prince of Tides or or Shine or or, 
or even five corners. Forgive me for saying that, but you know, <laughs> hey, they, well, they, they do release recent films, yeah. Forgive me, but they put out Jellyfish Eyes before, <laughs> before it was in theaters. Well, no, actually, they put it in theaters. I, I just nobody went and saw it. Um, but it so. But the one thing I will say about these Netflix discs, and uh, and and we'll get to another one here in a second, um, is that wait, I'm sorry, Parasite is is that Netflix? No, that's not Netflix. It was Hulu. <laughs> Apologies, but they really put their all into the um, the disc. Uh, I think Marriage Story. No, that that was another one that was pretty divisive. Um, and I'm I'm on the camp of didn't love it, but I thought it had some interesting um, ideas. Uh, one was singing company, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but it, certainly it's worthy of. I mean, it's they they did it a lot of uh, justice. I think this is going to be a massive disc. I mean, massive by probably a nice digipack. Um, it's going to look oh, yeah. nice. Maybe a special two, package. Two Blu-rays, so you know it's going to be packed. Yes, yes. So yeah, and so. And again, I, I like new new um, um, uh, 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 features. So we have, and I, I'm I'm really <laughs> I'm drooling for this, a roundtable conversation with Scorsese, De Niro, um, Pacino, and Pesci from t- 2019, pre-COVID. Well, you Glad. see, it says re-edited. Newly what, edited. What? Okay. Yeah, newly edited. That is available now to watch on on Netflix. Oh, okay. But I, I would I would suggest not to watch the version on Netflix because it is so poorly edited. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so funny that when I saw that, I said, yeah, I can see why they would have to look at that produced by Netflix uh, conversation and have to fix it up. Because the first half of that conversation, it's almost like, uh, let's say you and I get together and uh, we're, we're talking on a podcast <laughs> and we each know something about what the other has done. But we don't say enough so that everybody who's listening to us yeah. can can be part of the conversation, or at least to understand what we're talking about. <laughs> and so you've got these four guys sitting there, and it, and of course they've known each other for decades. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a lot of times they're they're talking over each other, and uh, and you're seeing clips from the film to try to explain what they're talking about. <laughs> and so it was just it was just not edited very well. The last half of it was was a lot better. But yeah, I, I, when I saw that, I said, "Yeah, that that explains everything." You know. So, what, like, but, a, like a podcast that's been around for five years, and people have in jokes like "more things go something." Thank you. Oh yeah, that, something like that. <laughs> something <No>. like that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I, I get that. That would be challenging. I, sometimes people will say, "Hey, what are you talking about?" And uh, yeah, <laughs> we forget that. And, and probably they forget. Uh, again, I, I think of husbands that uh, the the Cabot episode with uh, with those actors. Oh, oh yes, <laughs> they, that was their in jokes. And no, Cabot was shut out to his uh, his chagrin. Oh, yeah. That was, that was it, it was funny and sad, you know. But yes. that's a little bit. I felt bad for him. <laughs> bit of each, yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. I, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was playing it up a little bit, but. Um, yeah. So and we have a new documentary now. This will probably hit, hit Netflix. Uh, the same thing happened with um, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, there was another. Oh, um, uh, with with Roma. Yeah. With Roma. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that documentary Rons. was produced by uh, by Netflix. That's and, true. Uh, but That's it did true. show up on the same day as it showed up on the disc uh, from Criterion. But but my understanding, it looks like when they say new, that means it's produced by Criterion. This new making okay, of documentary. Maybe, maybe. So, so who knows? 
Now, the Roma documentary, I, I couldn't, be, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure that it came out when the disc came out, but it also yeah. showed on Netflix. Yeah, that's what I mean. It showed okay. up on Netflix uh, around the same week as the disc was released by Criterion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and I'm excited about a new video essay uh, by uh, Farron Smith-Neme, Neme. Right. Uh, and she's done some other scores. I think she did, uh, um, what was that 90s, um, I, I, the name escapes me, period piece, New York. Oh, The Age of Innocence. And the Age of Innocence. She, yeah, it was yes. great. Uh, yeah, I, and she's obviously, I mean, she she's a, a, a brilliant and, you know, on all things film, but uh, she certainly seems to gravitate to Scorsese. So looking forward to that. And then we have, uh, hey, not everybody will like this, The Evolution of Digital De-Aging. Yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I Sure, I, I think the, what people take uh, take issue with is the fact that we know Scorsese. We've seen, his, we've seen the, the, the young Scorsese. Um, I, I'm actually still very impressed, and I really do want to see uh, a little bit behind the scenes how... how how the Kool-Aid is made. Um, yeah. So, and then uh, excerpts from Frank Sheeran, the the, the guy that um, wrote the book. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you, do you paint houses, Mike Michael? Oh, no. no don't either. don't don't hire me <laughs> <laughs> to do anything to either, to either really paint houses or quote paint houses. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm both. I'm bad at both either. I have not yeah. tried the latter for, for sure, and also with the uh, the Shear and documentary or the excerpt has Hoffa as well. If there's anything that I'm disappointed by, or not disappointed, but that I, I think is lacking here, is maybe some sort of documentary or uh, contextualization of Jimmy Hoffa's life. Um, you get a lot through the film, and I'm, I'm sure Naime will will talk about this. Farron will talk about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and it uh, may be in the it's archive. A great story. Or interviews so it may be could be yeah so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thrilled about this so yeah and you know what if you're not, if you're not it's fine yeah <laughs> there's always jellyfish eyes from in my book <laughs> and that, speaking of in joke I hate jellyfish eyes a lot okay. of people do a lot of people do um, so I'm not alone there so that's November pretty stellar month would you say yeah I think yeah it's a pretty good month yeah I uh, I know that we Sometimes I've oh and by the way I'll say that uh, our our little monthly poll, the first two choices were right. Now I have not taken stats on that, but I'm pretty sure that's the first first time uh, that's happened. Uh, oh, that's that's been a long time. If it hasn't if it hasn't is it if it has happened in the past, I don't recall. I, I think it is. I think it's the first time. Yeah. And so it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was actually. I, I checked before going on the show. I think it was a ghost dog and um, and uh, an Irishman. So Ghost Dog, we, we, we all knew. But. Right. All right, well, we have a lot to talk about tonight, so we'll just finish up. Because we missed October, do you mind if we just kind of breeze through these? Sure, let's quick? do that. Yeah, I'm not in as much detail. Uh, uh, we have um, Claudine by John Barry, which uh, has Diane Carroll and uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, looks like... Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't know if you have. I've heard good things. I, I haven't. I, I haven't, but I... I Looking forward to seeing it. Oh, it's uh, Curtis Mayfield and uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips are on the soundtrack, and so it looks like an African American movie, and it, I think, for all practical purposes, it is. But it's directed by a white guy. Yes. So, so that's interesting, and I, 
I've heard great things, but um, but I, I think that just because of who he's collaborating with, you know, I, I, you can't call it an African American film uh, or filmmaker for sure. But um, it might be more close than uh, you know, kind of like when Bergman would um, work with his actresses and let them have a lot of uh, leeway, like persona. You know, the, the actresses contribute a lot. Um, yes. Uh, so yeah, I, I hear it's good. I will be a little quick because I think it's worth talking about this one a little bit. Uh, so Pierre LeFou, uh, another Studio Canal. So, so we have this, we have the Fellini set, we have Army of Shadows. Am I forgetting any um, that came back? Ex- yeah, except for those Fellini films, I'm not sure. Uh, I think that's it. When we got Army of Shadows, that was the first one that's only been earlier this year. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think there's going to be more. Um, and it looks like it's really just this a direct port. Um, so boy, if you were had this on eBay in, in September, sorry. Yeah, bye bye. Uh, bye bye. Uh, yeah. uh, do you have? No, a... I, 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 uh, I have the uh, Studio Canal release. Uh, you know the box set. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, the, me too. Uh, the Godard box set. So I, I never bought the Blu-ray on. Uh, I missed buying the Blu-ray on Criterion, but I have it. Uh, on the Studio Canal release. Well, I have it right here, and uh, it's I think the only the only difference is the cover. And that's that. That's what it looks like, just the cover. And you know, it's it's nice to see uh, Belmondo and Karina on the cover, and it's a nice color color scheme. But um, I really liked the old cover. Uh, it's kind of I'm, I'm holding it here. It has it kind of looks like a Banksy painting actually. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Um, so. I'm I'm a semi-completionist. I, I do buy all of them, um, but I don't feel the need to rebuy. So I didn't. You know, why would I rebuy Army of Shadows? It's essentially the same thing. Yeah. So I'm curious if, if, if are there any collectors out there? And and don't, don't be ashamed. You know, this is it's a hobby. Anybody gonna buy this having the old, the out of print version just for the cover? So comment. You know, I I think Daisuke mentioned that. He, he normally doesn't upgrade, except if there's a new cover. I think that okay. was his only criterion. His only criterion. Or, yeah, yeah, no pun intended. But, you know, I may be mistaken, but I believe he, he did buy some upgrades. Uh, he normally uh, would not, unless they had a new cover art. And I, I do know. Which, which normally implies that there's new supplements. But this, so this is a rare case. I know, I know. That we've, got, that we've got exact port, but with a new cover. Because that used to be the my, that was my my go-to that I always knew that it was going to be different if it had a new cover art. But there there go there goes my theory. <laughs> so much for that. So uh, yeah, no, I I won't be buying it. I, I, it's it's a nice cover, but it's not. You know, I'm not going to pay thirty dollars or twenty five and change and um or twenty on, on a sale even because uh, yeah I, I I think that I think that's crossed the line now. I know that Tim had you know I I think uh, was it was it Videodrome or there's some title I think Tim Lego our friend in Australia who's been on the show has like six copies of and and he s- says famously I, I he'll he'll kill me for for forgetting the name of the film but I, I think he says he'll buy uh, an every version of the film that ever comes out um, I think Candyman oh, uh, is one of those as yeah, well I was, th- I was thinking Candyman yeah I'm not sure if that was the one he has the most of yeah he has a, there's a couple <laughs> So there's also the gunfighter Henry King. Uh, I I love how on the cover it says Gregory Peck in the gunfighter. It's the same font, and then 
yeah. kind of overlaid on the, the barroom floor. Oh, it says, and, oh, this, and the, sa- the same size font, too, which is very it unusual. It is, yeah. Yeah, well, Prairie, Prairie Pack is a big star. Yeah. I haven't well, seen it this. Could, it could have been contracted, you know, that it, his name it, had to be the same size as the title. Could have been. I, and I, I don't know Henry King very well, so, you know, this is... You, know, you can take some shots at our auteur theory, but uh, certain, you know, some uh, some directors did not uh, help with the marketing. Have, have you seen this? No. Nope. An- another uh, Gregory Peck film I have not saw. They had a big bundle of his films uh, earlier this year or late last year on the Criterion Channel, but this wasn't one of them. Yeah, well, I haven't seen it either, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and I, I always like those surprises, the, the ones that uh, we don't see coming. Yeah. Um, and then we had an upgrade, the hit, Stephen Frears. So mm-hmm. um, I, I think part of the charm of this one is because it has so many young stars that we know. Um, now, Terrence Stamp, you know, we, you know, we, we had Tiarema. He's been in some other stuff in the 70s. But, mm-hmm. you know, this is kind of mid-career for him. Uh, and I guess same with John Hurt. But there's Tim Roth as well. Uh, and this is a fine film. Uh, this is, I, I watched the Criterion, uh, the DVD, when it came out. Or not when it came out, but someday and it looks like a straight port yep everything's the same cover and everything all of the contents including that commentary yeah and so this i will buy that's where i'm inconsistent so um, well i never i never got the dvd so i i may get it it wasn't a film that i that bowed me over i saw it back on dvd back in the blockbuster days but uh but no i uh that's why i was on the fence about buying it again yeah I'm with you. I, I, I like it, don't love it. Uh, that's why of everything we're talking about, it's maybe among the least exciting. But um, but I do like Stephen Frears, and I like the cast. And I, it, it was an entertaining uh, film, you know, a little suspenseful. So yeah, uh, watch it after you watch Toby Dammit. Okay. You, know, you see, a, you see a very young Terrence Stamp. Oh yeah. And then and then here he is, uh, uh, twenty years later. Yeah. And maybe you can watch Superman in the in between. So. Uh, oh yeah, he's in that too. I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah, and he's been some some a few other things. He's he's been around, yeah. and so really the last film I think we have to talk about tonight is um, a big one, Best Picture winner, uh, yeah. Bong Joon Ho's Parasite. Yeah. Um, and so I, I I recall there being excitement about this. No, I I do recall there being some jokes about the uh, the cover because yeah. it's Morse code. And it, and it means parasite in Morse code, and um, I, I, I saw something funny about you know it was some meme saying with some guy telling his his girlfriend who looks uninterested saying no baby it's Morse code it says paradise a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I love this film. Uh, I, I it seems like it's you know I, I maybe just because when you win best picture. Uh, uh, and it's such a historic best picture. I was so thrilled when it happened. Um, but there's always going to be a little bit of a backlash to it because, uh, you know, it's not everybody's favorite film. I, have you? Of course you've seen it, right? Oh, yeah, I've saw it twice in the theater, so, yeah, I loved it. I did not I did not see the black and white version, which was also available right before the shutdown. At, it was. At yeah. my local theater, you could have saw the black and white version, which we will see on this release. Yep, it was playing at mine, too. Uh, and I, yeah. I, I chose not to go, uh, but I... I was interested I think that's what I'll watch next um, and also there's a, a new audio commentary with uh, with Bong and uh, Tony Raines uh, Tony Raines great love. Yeah. now I, I wonder because we, we watched award season and Bong speaks a little bit of English 
but he had his translator the whole time. So I wonder how that's going to work. No, Tony Raines. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Or, or maybe he was just <laughs> using that as a. I, I'm not accusing him of anything. Well, it may or. not. It may not been recorded at the same time. You know, yeah. they sometimes they edit uh, different uh, sections together that's to true. create one commentary. So maybe it's not really a conversation between the two of them. And uh, perhaps uh, the parts with that with with Bong may have been. Uh, I don't know. I mean, or maybe he maybe just he, you know, maybe spoke them, rehearsed, and maybe, yeah. maybe there's subtitles. Uh, you know, that's possible too. Yeah, uh, and Tony Raines, I, I don't know what languages he's fluent in, but I, I, I would expect if anybody is fluent in any Asian language, it could be Tony Raines. So yeah, it could. It would be him. Yeah, yeah. I think he's British, but I believe I believe he is. Yeah. Uh, since he's such an expert on Asian films, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm my first, my next watch. I've seen it twice as well, and I loved it both times. I'm, I'm going to go with the black and white and the commentary. And, oh uh, yeah, man, a lot of new supplements, a lot of Criterion produced supplements there. A lot of new supplements. So again, they, it's a new film. It's uh, a recent, uh, and it's a Palm d'Or winner too, Oscar winner, uh, historic. And there's already been like three releases. I think that's another great people had, <laughs> but oh, nothing yeah. like this, including a 4K. Um, mm. So we have uh, a conversation with Bong and critic uh, Darcy Paquette. So again, curious about the language thing. Uh, and the translator rocked it throughout her awards. Oh seasons. yeah, she was great. I'd I love, love to see her again. Uh, yeah, yeah she, she she held up the brand pretty well. Um, then new interviews with Hung. I, I think that might be, might have been a typo. Maybe with Hong. Oh Bong. yes, I never noticed that. And then production designer Lee Hajun and oh and no. The director of photography, his last name is Hong. So oh, that's who they're okay. referring to. So that, that is not a typo. Sorry, okay. criteria. Interesting. Is, that, is, is he a one-namer? Uh, yeah, well, Hong Kyung Pyo. Oh, okay. They, yeah, I guess they just, maybe to them, he's a one-namer. And, yeah. uh, and so I, I, I'm really looking forward to this new program about new Korean cinema um, with um, with Bong and uh, Park uh, Chan-wook, or Chan-wook Park. Yeah, um, right. And I, I hope they talk ab about... Um, Oh, the name's escaping me. Burning. Um, uh, what, what's his name? Uh, Secret Sunshine. Oh, goodness. Yep. Another Moon. great Korean director that's, that's yeah. oh, I can't uh, bring to mind so right now. So, yeah, so, I, I'm, I'm kicking myself. He uh, was the one that, uh, that Sean Baker talked to us about, a uh, big fan. And uh, and that was before Burning. And Burning was uh, was fantastic. And then we have some, some footage from Cannes and from the Lumiere F Festival in Lyon, France. So... It's yeah. It's nice to see festivals. They they're not happening this year, but uh, oh yeah. But it's looks like a, a one of the best new releases of the year. I, between this and the Irishman, looks pretty good. Well, it's going to be interesting to know about these these upcoming supplements. How many were produced before COVID, and how many of them uh, were done uh, afterward? Because right now uh, we've only had one release that had a. Uh, like a, a zoom conversation mm -hmm. but but other than that uh that's it but you know we're now getting into it so we don't, we don't know how, how far in the pipeline these films are being produced so it could be that that a lot of this stuff has already uh, been worked you know before march yeah and and, and you know i kind of hope this brings the commentary back just because that seems like something you could oh yeah probably do i mean we could do one right here i mean I'm not offering Criterion. If you're paying, I'll, I'll do it, Criterion. Um, I, I'm not down with the Zoom call. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I tried. 
I agree. It, it it was just too weird, and it was too zeitgeisty. Because I I'd like to think that that we'll be out of this, and that two years from now there'll be festivals, theaters, mm-hmm. in person interviews, and so there'll be this disc with this Zoom call, and it's just going to be a reminder of like you know what oh, we yeah. did. Bring back we, bad memories of twenty twenty. <laughs> exactly. I I think I'm done with Zoom when post pandemic, yeah. <laughs> if, if yeah. at all possible. So all right, well that's a lot we covered and. I mean, there's just been a lot we've missed. There's, I could go on. There's been closet videos. There's been rumors of new titles, and, and we'll get caught up at some point. But um, yeah, more movie go criterion. Thank you. Some great yes. movies. Uh, one of the is is this the best best criterion year? You tell me. Well, I got into a conversation with uh, David Blakesley about this. And he gave a year which was very good. I can't recall yeah, exactly. I think two thousand seven or eight. But I countered, so we went back and forth. But uh, I'm sticking with it. I loved 2020 as a Criterion release year. Put it that way. (laughs) But the rest of it blows, okay? Uh, But uh, but yeah, I I mean, the same year you get uh, uh, the Essential Fellini and Agnes Varda box. So many boxes. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, Bruce Lee. uh, Kel Zeman, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's been oh, yeah. magical, and um, and and thank you, Criterion. Now I, I have a feeling they probably had these scheduled and planned uh, prior to COVID, and you know they weren't anticipating a pandemic, but they've given us a lot of entertainment. To um, you know, it's it's really for me personally, it's helped me a lot. I, I it's been a nice outlet to uh, watch these great movies. Yeah, including box art coming soon on November seventeenth, <laughs> <laughs> and can't wait for that one car Y uh, box. Probably in the first quarter of 2021. Yeah, I, I, I don't expect it. it for I don't expect it for December. That you know, but hey, no, that it would, was it was it was in the uh, the the uh, no New Year's drawing, so we we know it's coming. It was in the drawing, and it, tell you what, if it comes in, in December, then that is the end of the conversation. I'm sorry, <laughs> David Blakesley, <laughs> that is it, and maybe for all years. Uh, so uh, unless they uh, you know release every film ever. <laughs> Um, and we didn't get it in the, in the box art, and that's probably why the the announcement was delayed. But I, I kind of dig the uh, that little box art coming so, soon image. It, it almost looks like it looks like a heavy metal cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what's important is they they don't say cover art, they say yeah, box, box art. Box art. So yes. there's got to be a distinction there. So maybe it's going to be a digipack. Mm-hmm. Which you wouldn't expect, you know, with a, with Moonstruck, a, a you know Warner Media title, you know. So that's pop- I don't know. popular, though. So yeah, I I, yeah. I could see that. Oh yeah, I guess you know for for non-criterion people that would be an attractive package. You know? Oh yeah, a lot of people are going to buy this for their moms. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, well, I, this went a little faster than I expected. I guess that's one thing having two people that have opinions. So yeah. I'll, I'll ask, well, what what are you going to watch next? Uh, what's in your player? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, you 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 pushed me to start the Vardom watch. I'm going to I do pushed you. That. <laughs> I you pushed you. Me. Well, it didn't take much. I was on the edge. Okay, <laughs> but uh, you were teetering, uh, and I just kind of like. <laughs> but I I just I, tapped I, you. I only have a few more uh, films that was on the Criterion Channel that I need to watch from from last month. So so I'd, I'll be complete watch of that. That's right. Uh, yeah. That's the. Uh, Alain, uh, Alain Delon film. Uh, I saw one of them last night, which I, I really enjoyed, called uh, Any Number Can Win. Mm. It's a, a caper film with uh, Jean Gabin. 
uh, from 1963, you know, and it, it was it was wonderful. It's, it's one of the best uh, caper, caper films I've seen in a while. So yeah, interesting. Wow. Uh, you got the good looking uh, uh, Delon in there, and the old gruffy, you know, Gabon. So yeah, it was it was it it, it was a oh, nice okay. film. Yeah. So he, he, uh, he's I may good watch looking? Mr. Clyde next. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I may watch uh, Mr. Klein next. Uh, oh, that's, that's a good one. That's that's, that's, that's the good. other uh, film in that bundle that I've not seen, so I need to catch that. Oh, yeah. that's that's a, that's a gem. I, I, that's also what's alone, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. it will be, and it will come to Criterion. Yes, because it, it it is a Janus and Criterion Collection logo film. I, so we've talked about that. When, a few when times. it happens, we we've, we've known. Is, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I'll share mine. I, I am going back to some of the films you've seen. Certainly, uh, some of my unwatched Criterion's. So I, I, I never finished uh, the BBS box set. I don't know why. Oh uh, no! Because well, I'd seen so many of the films, and and I'd heard terrible things about some of the others. Uh, so oh, like, yeah, there's a t- couple of clunkers in there. So I, I can understand why you you'd want to put those off. Yeah. yeah, the last one I saw was one of those. Was Drive? He said. Which is yeah. it's okay, it's it's okay, but that's it's. Well, I, I not... put that I put that lower, but there's 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 a few lower than that. <laughs> no, that's that that helps. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah. No, no, it is what it is. But there are some some really strong films on there too. So I I'm, I'm not rewatching those because I I I will eventually, but I'm just filling the blanks. So, all right, well that's it for our our little episode. So where uh, are you online, sir? I am on Letterboxd at uh, just look for Michael Hutchins, and I'm on uh, a couple of Facebook groups, your group, Criterion Now, and also on uh, the Criterion Channel Club yep, in not, the Facebook. Not much drama in those, uh, oh, occasionally. Um, and by the way, some great Letterbox lists, so uh, yeah, I recommend uh, that your Letterbox account. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in that group. Go, go to the group. We're having a, having a little fun on the group, and um, and also I'm doing the YouTube, and I'll keep posting those in, in the in the now group. Um, and people seem to be responding to those. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, support Criterion Cast, uh, support all the other shows. Uh, Josh and you just put out an episode I haven't heard yet, so I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And um, all right, well I bid you adieu, Mr. Hutchins. And goodbye to you, sir.